Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Throwback Thursday, casual Thursday, and I'm just now doing a show. I have been working my entire ass off for a little bit. There is so today is Thursday, October 19, 2020, and your girl is here. So, um, I want to talk about dating cults, and so I have been doing research on cult-like activity and serial killers since the 1990s. Again, I told you one of my favorites, not favorites, but the most interesting characters I studied was uh, John Wayne Gacy and his ability, which was the killer clown, and his ability to hide in plain sight. How come nobody figured it out? How come nobody saw him? And so I kind of adopted this whole paranoid life since then because I just, you know, I never brought men to my home. I never, you know, even before I had a child, like I always lived in a secured building and a cul-de-sac in a neighborhood because it was always my thought that someone was going to try to kill me. And like, if they did, I wanted to narrow down the suspects. Like this is a normal way of thinking, especially when you're in your early twenties and you almost were murdered um, by someone that you love. So um, this week has been a whirlwind week for me. I've been doing these Monday night live sessions on Instagram with a woman named Barbara that I met in Jersey um, a month ago at my homegirl, uh, Ciasia's wedding to Phil. And she's a birthing doula. She's in school for midwifery um, to deliver babies. So whereas she is a birth doula, I am a death doula, which means that I usher people on the way out. Um, of this realm in their transition, and she's ushering life in. And so she called me up. We had this four-hour conversation. I ended up pulling a few cards for her. For those of you that don't know, part of my divination work is I do do tarot cards. So I launched SantissimaShop.com, where you can go online and book tarot readings. Now, I was told in 2018 that I would be doing this work by Onyx. Um, there's a woman here named Onyx, and she was the person that kind of was guiding me in my path. 
And then I just kind of took the information she gave me and was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And here I am. So I've had to start scheduling readings because I was going into people's homes or I was doing things via email. I was impersonal and it just wasn't the best channeling of energy, especially since I have headquarters where we can be. And then we, you know, I just acquired another building. Um, And let me be clear on that other building. It was purchased by me. I'm self-made, not man-made. Okay. Um, It was purchased by me after working as much as I do. And now I'm able to slow up a little bit. The real estate market is getting ready to crash within the next 365 days due to the COVID situation, people not being able to qualify for homes. You believe me when I tell you, if you're going to sell your house, sell it now. If you're going to refinance your shit, refinance it now while the, the rates and values are still up. Well, interest rates are down, but your home value is still up. Once these homes start foreclosing and people start, you know, um, getting less pendants and things like that and being kicked out of their apartments and things like that, the the rate at which whatever it is your house is worth right now is going to drop significantly. And we saw this in 2005. Uh, it started in Florida, hit Georgia, hit the Carolinas. And um, here in New York, we didn't do too bad because New York isn't a state where we flip homes. Not that we don't flip homes, but a lot of times, we don't overexert ourselves with money because our homes already have significant value. So if we're flipping a home, it's for us to live in it or to rent out like, you know, uh, long-term to somebody. So I had to start scheduling appointments on com because I went on this live with one of the girls that I met at the wedding. Um, and I, you know, I dragged her a little bit as far as her reading was concerned, because when you're getting what we call the downloads or you're getting a message for somebody, whether it's from spirit or just the universe, whatever, I have to say it because if I don't say it, it hurt, like it hurts me. Like they'll like fucking rip my hair out. They'll do something where they'll just like, there was a message intended for this person. You as a messenger did not give it to them. So I gave her the message and Ever since then, like, everything opened up. She was very scared of me at first. Like, she was running from me because it was weird because it was like I had to tell her something. Like, when I saw her, I was like, come here, I want to talk to you. She's like, no, 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 like, you know, like a baby. Like, a baby would run from you through a house. And then finally, when she realized, like, okay, this girl is not here to hurt me, she's over here doing readings in the middle of the forest at nighttime. It was just a beautiful scenario. Just met a lot of good, genuine women. And I and I don't think that since that wedding, um, I felt strong like you know the women that I met were just it didn't even matter what they did for a living like they were just strong in spirit not warrior spirit just strong solid and you know in any industry you don't meet a lot of solid people men too wishy-washy than a motherfucker so I think there was um a bond that happened there. And I always joke that the Asian knew what she was doing when she put all of us in the same space so I started doing this um, live podcast on her handle on Instagram is tiny and brave, T-I-N-Y and brave. Uh, you could actually go on my page at miss, M-I-S-S dot D dot Scott, just plain D. And you can see that a lot of her, um, she makes these memes for me so that I can, you know, for advertising purposes, I'm not really good at that. Y'all know I have to re- have, have a resurgence of funds because now I have to start paying for marketing and start doing all these things because the company uh, 716CBD.com has gotten to a place where we're just like, I have to hire people. I have to, I found a space for us to be, which is the headquarters I'm at now, but we're getting ready to turn the other building um, that I was able to acquire. We have to get that taken care of. And then I have to still renovate my other properties. So it's a lot. It's a whole lot. So I'm thankful. Um, and let me also be clear, just because I think people are confused, this is all me. This is this is work, and it's not even hard work. It's my life's work um, poured into the things that I believe in because I didn't have help. You know, yeah, we, we had contribution. We had an investor. But like I said, you know, when I'm dealing, and I've done Forex, I've done all that stuff, and you're dealing with the stock market, you know, you're supposed to be on the phone with the people that you get money with. You're supposed to be having updates and things like that. And I just really think that it was a business situation that kind of, you know, fell by the wayside, not because of emotions, but because people don't understand what it is that I really do. You know, if I'm allowing an investor, which I've never done before, um, if I'm allowing an investor it's because you probably need the help. I don't need the help. I was already existing, and I think that that's where things got a little bit confused. Um, 
Of course, I'll I'll take money. Money is always necessary, but not in those limited amounts. You know, like my one building is going to be fifty thousand to renovate. The other building is probably going to be a hundred thousand to renovate. Um, the re-up for my company is several thousand dollars. These are all things that I come up with on my own. No loans, no nothing. Um, so I just want to put that out there just in case any of y'all were like, oh, you know, Unc must have hooked her up or whatever, whatever. I haven't seen Unc. I haven't talked to Unc. Like, I can't, you know, I just don't want y'all, no, no shade to him, but I just don't want y'all to think that like, oh, I'm just out here slinging pussy and that's how, you know, I'm getting my businesses paid for. No, Denise goes to work. I have several businesses that I work on, none of which are any of Unc's business besides that one. So even if I did take an investor on one of my other businesses, which I did not, you understand what I'm saying? It's still my money. So that just so that's out the way, I want y'all to know, like, y'all can do it. Y'all be sitting up here, and I had to tell two women in this one week, go get your money. It doesn't matter if you have to go to work at something that is not, because that's another common misconception that you think that because you're in spiritual work, that your work has to be in alignment with what it is you do on the side. No, baby, I'm going to always be in alignment with some money. I'm going to always be in alignment with some coins. So much so that I'm actually getting ready to teach an abundance class on Monday to start getting y'all signed up because y'all don't speak abundance into your life. You don't date abundance into your life. You don't fuck abundance into your life. Y'all are out here really living recklessly and then wanting to just pop up and have money. You have to do the work. If you're in a relationship and, and you are not getting money out of that relationship because y'all are not working together or y'all are not understanding, please believe men our fucking work. They are a fucking job. Please don't ever think that my time with Unc or anything like that shit was just easy peasy. Motherfucker, it was not. Okay? It was not. It was not like a walk in the park. It was not like, oh, he just drops money off and then I just go do what I want. That is definitely not what the contract stated, which, again, I'll say this out loud. I don't give a fuck about that contract. Motherfuckers is out here doing what the fuck they want to do, so I think it's high time that either a renegotiation needs to happen or, you know, everybody just takes what they came with and leaves. Um, because I'm just, I'm not really for the games, especially when emotions are involved, because I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't assume anything. I just, if I have to get it by myself, what the fuck you here for? If I have to fuck myself, what the fuck are you here for? You know, if I have to, you know, pep talk myself every day and, you know, make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and you're not contributing anything emotionally or extra financially, what the fuck are you here for? And that's just how I feel. You know, I'm from a tribe of women that it's like, if a motherfucker don't do it, it's like, it's still going to get done. It might take me an extra day or two or six months or whatever, but it's still going to get done. So a lot of y'all are dependent upon jobs that you think are in alignment with what you're doing. Oh, I'm an artist, so I have to work in a museum. No, bitch, you could go work anywhere and still be able to have the money to travel to Art Basel in Germany or South Africa, not just Miami, if you took your motherfucking ass to work. You think spirit wants you to be broke? They don't. So I do these lives with um, Barbara, which is tiny and brave, and they ended up being like an hour and a half and then another hour and a half, and then I end up pulling tarot cards, and it's just whatever message is coming through. And then usually after that, my bookings for tarot readings throughout the week, which is typically 24-hour notice, I am going to actually um, change that notification system because I'm noticing that y'all are not able to get in and then you're having to DM me because you want to, you know, keep it going from the live and I'm available to do them until I'm not. So I'm going to change, I think, the the way in which I'll notify me. So I ended up um, talking about, like, dating because that always comes up. I'm also going to be very clear. I don't date. You know, I either like somebody or I don't. And if it's not, it's not that it's not a dating thing. It's just kind of like – um. I just don't have time. And then typically the men that I deal with, they don't have time either. And then you look up and you're like, fuck, it's been a week. It's been two weeks. I haven't seen this person. I haven't heard from him. And so on some level, the feminine side of me, yeah, I get crushed. You know, I get hurt. I'm just kind of like, wow, what happened? And then the other side of me is like, but I still got paid that week. So there's that. Um, the holidays are coming. You know, that's a very depressing time, especially for this year. You know, my dad's death anniversary was the 17th. And again, you know, I don't have somebody that I can call, you know, of the male persuasion with a penis other than my brothers that I can talk to about that. So it's kind of like 
when you look at your relationships, you're like, what are we really doing? And then again, I tell y'all all the time, I just bought a big seven foot mirror for, for the studio. And I look in the mirror all the time and say, this nigga don't give a fuck about you. That nigga don't give a fuck about you. This motherfucker tried to play you and you get angry. And then guess what I do when I get angry? I get productive. And then it gets to a point where I'm like, I wonder what my new phone number is going to be. You know, I wonder what my next, you know, studio space is going to be. I've had a studio for years since I've been home just to be able to transmute energy. So I started watching the thing about the Nexium call. And I have a very, very upfront seat and of information about the Nexium call. Because one of somebody, you know, a person that I hold very near and dear to me, not so much my heart, because he's not somebody that's in my heart. Um, I hold I hold a lot of respect and high regard for this person is actually one of the people that brought down the Nexium cult. He is somebody that gave me my first shot. He is the reason that I have dear auntie, um, older white gentleman. And he is the reason that a lot of y'all don't know that when I got into trouble back in 2017, he actually published the article, the rebuttal. That was the, you know, y'all had her fucked up. Y'all, you know, this is not what happened. This is not this. This is not that. And he doesn't like to be like in the forefront, but he's somebody that I, I hold in high regard, even though a lot of people don't. Um, but he was an enemy of Keith Raniere, and he was part of the reason, especially with India Oxenberg's family, who India Oxenberg, one of the main people in the Nexium cult next to the uh, Allison chick that was in one of, like, Smallville or something like that, the Superman shit. Um, her grandmother is like was, like, the fucking queen of Yugoslavia before it became, like, fucking Serbia or some shit. I was like, wait, what? And her mother was, like, the lead actress on fucking Dynasty, okay? So I watched this cult, and I watched it from the beginning, and I watched all the episodes. It's called Seduced Inside the Mind of Nexium or whatever, whatever. And so up until maybe the last episode, I was like, holy, like, holy shit. Um, it, it, it just it makes me sick because you look at the leader and he was so inflamed and inflammatory with his resume. And he was a concert pianist and he held this, like this motherfucker went so far as to, I don't know how he did it, have put in the Guinness book of world records that he was like the smartest. I'm sorry. I do know how he did it. That he was the smartest man alive. He managed to seduce both Bronfman sisters, which the Bronfman sisters are the daughters to the Seagram's Jinn dynasty. They spent over $200 million for the next, both of them actually, if I'm not mistaken, also served jail time. Um, Every actress, I mean, they were doing shit from hypnosis. I mean, this was a high um, criminalized, operation. But here's where it becomes very similar and very familiar from all the books and all the the media and all the literature that I've read about cults and about serial killers is that you have a raggedy ass. It's always a long-haired fucking white male. There was one black cult that made you know, the cut, and I forget what they were called. They were based out of, like, right outside Atlanta, Georgia, where the shit that they built looked like Egypt, but a fucking amusement park. Like, it's like some black Israelite-type shit that actually started in New York State. When they started getting uncovered for, like, money laundering and shit like that, they moved to Georgia where, the you know, the laws are a little bit more lax. Because New York State going to get you. Um, it's all pimping. Like, you're seeing these women go up, kiss this man in the mouth. This man probably, I don't even think, was five foot eight, five foot ten. You know, he was a, an idiot, literally not a savant, not attractive at all, werewolf hair on the chest. These women, I just, I can't. And then I was becoming so judgmental watching it. And then I'm watching how the young girl, India, was seduced. She was 19 years old when she came into it. She originally started it with her mom. And it's just one of those pivotal moments I cringe as a parent. You thinking you're doing something great for your kid, and it turns out that you literally brought them directly to the devil. Now, what's funny is the grandmother, the queen of fucking Yugoslavia, the entire time, I love her. I love a queen's energy, like a real-life queen. She was very, like, these motherfuckers, like, she was very put off by them. She was very, like, 
looking down on them and as she should, you know, they, you know, they, they know, you know, they've been here before. So the girl gets seduced by it. And it really made me sick to my stomach when I'm just even thinking about people that I know personally that dated women at age 19 or dated at women at age 20. We think we're grown at that age. Okay. But then when you look back, you're like, I knew nothing. I knew nothing. I didn't even know. Listen, I didn't know nothing about waxing. I didn't know anything about sex, really. I didn't know, like, I knew nothing. And so you end up with someone older, which I never went the older route because I had a fucking dad. My dad wasn't going for that shit. My father was like, bring a motherfucker up on this porch older than four years and you and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? And then just my parents would, like, show up at the high school. You know, and I write about that in my book, Stay in Your Lane, A Diary of Your Hot Mess. There was a set of twins. I remember we're 17 years old, and they used to come pick my homegirl up. She's married now. They were 25 and 26 fucking years old. And one of them to this day can't fucking stand me because he knew that I was talking about them in the book, which I never said their names. But this is shit that, like, and it also makes my stomach turn when I think about a situation that I know of recently that someone was 45 dating someone that was 20. Like, what the fuck did y'all talk about other than you manipulating them? And so that's very telling of a man when they're dating someone that's so young or they're sexual with someone that's so young because you're literally not dating this person from their brain unless you're fucking 12 years old in your mind. Like, unless you're just dumb as fuck and that's, you're really having a conversation with a 19, I don't give a fuck how advanced, I don't care if she went to school in Switzerland, a 19-year-old, um, a 19-year-old has nothing to talk about with a 45-year-old other than sucking dick and eating pussy. That, that's all y'all could talk about. Or you're putting her out on the abs to pimper and taking her money. Or she's taking your money because you're stupid, right? Because youth, you have to pay for that, okay? So, and then y'all act so surprised when these young girls, because they don't know what you're doing to their body. Likely, this is the first time their body ever felt pleasure or they ever were bought something. A hundred percent, they have fucking daddy issues. You know, this girl in this cult, her father was not in the picture. You know, he was in prison or something like that. So it's very predatory, which I'm very thankful that never happened to me. Yeah. Did I get preyed on? Cause I was young. Yeah. But my little boyfriends was maybe like three, four years older than me. They were not that much older than me. And even that, I didn't know anything. I'm from a small town. I'm not like, you know what I'm saying? And to this day, the only reason that I'm worldly is because I've been around the world, traveling, seeing how people live, looking at different cultures, and really not dating too much during that time because I'm fucking, I'm busy. I've always been busy. Um, but when I do take the time to have a relationship, they're formidable relationships, and I'm able to try to learn something from that person because, and then I'm trying to teach them something too. So if we can't have that type of transactional relationship, I don't fucking want it. So I'm watching this happen and I'm watching the mother, thank God, you know, have this cry for help. My daughter is being, um, you know, uh, my daughter is, is being, you know, uh, a victim and this, this, and this. And the, the young girl, I'm just watching her, especially with my teenage son, reject her mom like you don't know what you're talking about and like all this shit I just and you know you think that you don't see black people in these things you do and here's what's crazy about Nexium. Nexium was a multi-million dollar industry because you're basically telling people okay you have to pay $2,500 to come to this beginning class it basically was a Ponzi scheme pyramid scheme type thing you so you start at 2000 and then by the time you get to this self-actualized state, you're at $25,000. You're at $50,000. And you know what made me sick? The one girl that they were interviewing, dude, her kitchen was in her living room. Like, and it was all like maybe an 800 square foot space. But you found $20,000, like went into debt for these people to tell you how to be yourself. This makes me sick to my stomach. And so I had conversations with people this week because I, I didn't even know what to charge for the spiritual work that I do. Because one of the things that I do that's different from everybody else, I don't ask you shit. Because I don't ever want nobody saying, oh, it's fake, it's not real. Nah, I tell you what the fuck the card said, and then I ask you what you, what you uh, ask. 
so far we batting 100 for 100. I've never told somebody something. And then on top of that with the downloads, like, oh, was you getting ready to go to Puerto Rico or something like that? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I was. I don't know these fucking people. So to have somebody exploit you, and I know that and we're in a recession. We're we're about to be fucked up financially in this country. I'm not going to charge somebody fucking $2,000, $200 for me to tell you what the universe wants you to know. It's it's wrong, right? So already you're fucked up. Then you're telling people that they need to pay all this money, and there's thousands of people. Oh, they're going on retreats. They're doing all this shit in the spiritual realm, whether it doesn't matter if you're dealing with shit for self-help. I think the maximum on self-help, unless you're talking about a gym or, like, some yoga lessons or some shit like that, it should be, like, $100, $200. If you got to pay more than $100 for somebody to help you, just go to fucking therapy. Okay, it's a lot cheaper, okay? Um, I have had to, this week, get several women to a general practitioner so that they're able to get a referral, so that they're able to go get some fucking psychological help. You know, we are out here existing and fucking falling the fuck apart, which is why 100% of the time I date straight rock. I date immovable objects like motherfuckers that no matter what's going on, are like, that's still my girl, I, you know, no matter what, whatever she needs, you know, whatever, because they know I would do the same for them. I'm not really in a position right now where I have anybody like that in my life because everybody is a fucking pebble, just going with the flow, just going with the water. I need immovable objects. So if you're going to be able to be swayed, this is not the time to enter into my life, and this is definitely the time you should just leave. If you can't do your job, give it up and let somebody else do it. Your job was all you were supposed to do was be an immovable object, be my rock, you know, be consistent for once. And so if you can't do that, you know, um, you should resign. You know, you should just like in the Queen's Gambit where they're, you know, it's like that's the courteous thing to do is just to resign your position before somebody has to take it from you. You know, with this new year coming, it's not even so much about um, me doing anything. It's just kind of like being with this group of women. And it's not feminism because y'all know I'm not a feminist. I'm actually a traditionalist and a capitalist. But um, it's just it's a newfound power, me being able to give power back to other women because they don't know the laws about divorce or they don't know the laws about child custody or, or child support and when it's necessary, when it's not necessary. You know, I watch how people manipulate people in weakened states, and it really sickens me because I've seen people, and especially men, that I could have dated, I could have, I could have racked up thousands of dollars from motherfuckers that was not in the right headspace, but my spirit won't allow me to do that. You know, I've seen motherfuckers that I was like, man, listen, this motherfucker's so in love with me, I could ask him to go fucking play in traffic and he would do it. That's not that's not how I live. That's not how I live my life. I don't want somebody that's infatuated or obsessed with me, but that doesn't love me because that leads to murder. Um, a lot of you guys out here always ask me, like, you must be doing something to these dudes and da-da-da. No, I don't be doing shit to these dudes. If they're going to be around, they're going to be around. If they're not going to be around, they're not going to be around. My money doesn't stop because of no ho, period. And on top of that, you also have to take into consideration that I date men that nine out of ten times are probably in other relationships, see this bright, shiny object, or they underestimate me and they think I'm not as um, well-received as I am, and they get confused. And so then when I start being who I really am, because now I'm in position to do so, now all of a sudden I'm less attractive because you thought you were going to manipulate me and it didn't fucking work. You know, I have literal disassociative disorder. So, like, when I detach from somebody, it doesn't – you're not going to be able to get it back. You could sit here and fuck me on a million dollars cash, and I'm going to be like, okay, now get your stuff and you can go because I would have appreciated this dick six months ago. And because we were just – you know, we were not attached. You were lying to me about some illness. You were lying to me about your mental health, and you were lying to me about many things, including bitches. I'm not attracted to you, but I did what my body needed today, and you can go. That's how fucking terrible I am. That's why I just choose not not to even have sex or be in relationships because I know that that's going to come if you fucking cross me and if you betray me. If I tell you a hundred million times, like, Hey, you know, I really don't want to go more than three days without speaking to you because I get scared. And I think that something happened to you and we can go a week. 
let's just not talk at all. Like, take your L, I'm going to take my L, and we can go. Like, see you around. Don't speak because I'm not going to speak to you and get you in trouble. Don't speak to me and get me in trouble. That's where I'm at right now. Um, So back to the cult. I was thinking about how easy it would have been and how many of us have been in relationships with men that we knew were with other women and would say shit like, oh, long as he comes home to me at night and this, this, and this. What you're, you know, allowing is cult-like behavior. You are worshiping this man to the point where you're just like, I know that he's so awesome and he's so great that I need to share him with the world. That is cult-like thinking. You know, I just saw something that made me cringe. Uh, The chick from Mary Mary, I don't know the backstories because I don't give a fuck, but from what I'm reading, her husband cheated on her with some girl, got the girl pregnant. This church woman, Mary Mary, take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. This chick, she fucking said, because I remember her finding out that her husband was cheating on her on television. Like, this is like probably five years ago, and I think he's still cheating. So, Baby girl, it's time to let him go. You can't keep blaming the bitch. It's, it's your man. He don't like you. So she makes a comment the other day, a church, you know, going, fearing woman, you know, Kojic, you know, Church of God in Christ. And she says, um, yeah, hoes, hoes never get turned into wives and this, this, and this. Bitch, if I got to be a wife in order to be disrespected, I don't want it. I don't want it. You got to have outside children and shit like that. And I'm doing all this just because I said in front of God, Sky Daddy, that I was going to say, girl, fuck you. And at the end of the day, you up here calling a girl a hoe. Yo, dude, like it. Yo, nigga, like it. Okay, you need to go have a conversation with her and figure out what it is he likes so maybe you can mimic the shit in your own home. And I've often said this shit to bitches all the time. And listen, I don't condone it. It's just a fact of life. If your man keep cheating on you with the same bitch, you might need to um, fucking humble yourself and go have a conversation with her. Girl, what you be doing? Because you can't be mad at the girl anymore. You can't. You can't. And listen, I've been that bitch. That your man is like, no, I'm not letting her go. Who fucking said that? And y'all have had to literally sit there, and it was me that told Joe nigga to go home. Go home, man. Just, you know, this is years ago, but I'm just saying, like, y'all keep giving the other woman the bad rap when in reality you was the other woman to us. I've only met, like, a handful of men that straight up came out and was like, I'm in an open relationship or shit is rocky right now and... I just need a friend, which translates into let's put our mouths on each other. Let's, you know, have raw sex, whatever. You know, I've only had maybe like three men in my whole life that was like straight up, this is what's going on. They didn't make excuses about the shit. I love my girl. It's just I'm not in love with her. or I love my girl, but I'm not sexually attracted to her. This is okay. And I'm not saying that I wasn't a dirty bitch for doing this shit, but let's just keep it a hundred. Let's just keep it a buck. You know what I'm saying? You would do it to me. My ex-husband is fine than a motherfucker. He is at least a 9.7 on the scale. Trash-ass person, okay, but he's a 9.7 on the scale. If you did not know me, you would literally beat the brakes off my ex-husband. Now, I'm not attracted to him because I know what kind of father he is. I know what kind of husband he is. He's going through his third divorce, ladies have at him. I wouldn't even be mad at you because I'd be laughing like, bitch, Just make sure I get my money every month, my $3, and we good. So I see how easy, especially having been a wife, how easy it is to say, well, okay, I knew about this. I'm just going to allow it to happen. Do you know what you make a man feel like when you basically let him do whatever the fuck he wants to do? And I'm sitting here watching The Crown right now which is about Queen Elizabeth, you know, the one, the the Sapphire Jubilee who's in office right now, who's in the monarchy in England. Um, She's a gangster bitch. That bitch sent her husband away for five months. She told that motherfucker, you obviously don't know how to act. Get out of my um, Caucasian American royal home because he was nobody. Queen Elizabeth came into power because her father died. So her uncle couldn't take the role. Somebody, her brother died. So she became the queen without having to have a king. She did not marry into the role. It was literally her birthright. Okay, that's why, first of all, she's a gangster. Second of all, she's a gangster because Philip was like the duke of some shit, which is like three levels below what she's supposed to be dating. So why can't we treat our pussies like the fucking monarchy? Why do you keep having substandard help for your orgasms? Why do you keep doing that? 
God's only ladies. Like, you have to stop fucking doing this. And you men, too, you bitches, you, you dudes be out here fucking with these peasant-ass bitches just because she's cute and she told you this and she told you that. Do you know how many other motherfuckers she's talking to and that's why her pH balance is off? I just had to fucking answer a question about a pH balance, you know, on dear auntie because bitches ain't what, like, I, I just, I can't. Where is your mother? And I don't mind because I don't have a problem telling a bitch to go to the gynecologist and to do this and to do that. But above all things, protect yourself. And that's what happens in a cult. You stop protecting yourself. You start believing everything that the man said because that's what he told you in that moment. I have watched men put women on leashes. I've watched the best pimp of them. It's not love. It starts with worship. And let me be clear, and I joke about this, but I'm being very clear. I have a cult. Okay? I have a call. I have a group of people that worship everything that I say, that believe everything that I say, that entrust in me certain things that I say. And if I say move, they're going to move, male or female. But that's not somebody that I would be in a relationship with because I don't need the worship. I need the love. I get the worship when I get online every week and I see the numbers. I get the worship when y'all buy my books and those royalties hit my, my account. I see the numbers when I go and deliver and y'all send me messages saying, thank you so much to help my grandmother, to help my mother. It's cold and flu season, which, by the way, 716CBD.com is going to have a sale probably this week, long before Black Friday. I want to get that shit out the way so I can actually enjoy my Black Friday. It's probably going to have something to do with the elderberry and the butters, but stay tuned for that. Um, and make sure you guys are following 716CBD on Facebook and on Instagram. But Back to the cult thing. We all sit here and we watch these women and we say, like, oh, how could you do this? You know, even with the Jim Jones situation in Guyana, what do you mean how could we do this? Jim Jones offered shelter, food, water, and daycare and trade skills to people that didn't have it. Charles Manson did the same thing. Charles Manson was like, okay, we have this compound, we have this money, this, this, and this. So when you are homeless, this is why I tell y'all not to function from a place of destitution or desperation because it has a stench. Predators pick up on the stench of, you know what, if she don't get her rent paid, she's going to get kicked out. Well, you know what, baby girl, I got a way you could pay your rent. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. Money is always in the manipulation. Okay, these men out in Utah. Now, I, I can't wait to see the Real Housewives of Utah. I can't wait because the Mormon life fascinates me because all y'all motherfucking black people are, 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 are always want to talk about being able to have multiple wives and you ain't got multiple wives money. And I tell people all the time, cheating is for rich men. You should not be cheating on your wife, your bitch, no nobody, unless you got the money to be able to do it because silence costs Money, you're not going to be able to get that side bitch to shut the fuck up if you ain't chopping her out here and there. And it's not tricking. Listen, tricking to me is when you really don't have it and you just do the same shit for everybody. Like old men be tricked sometimes. I'm talking about old men like in their 60s, 70s. They be tricked because they just want to look at something. We see the videos of this shit all the time. They like, here, bitch, I don't give a fuck about this little three money. I done been in World War II. Like, you know what I mean? They, but, but here's the thing. What are you really getting when they tricking? You getting a $100 bill paid, like, y'all ain't really out here getting no money. Y'all not. You know, so with these Nexium cults and with these other cults, they was really out here getting long paper. That cult that was in Atlanta that was from New York that was ran by black people, they was really out here putting shit in people's names, buying up shit. It always starts with the, the pedophilia, the, the looking at the 17-year-old, wait until she's 19. I've heard, listen, y'all tell me shit, and I just be looking at y'all like, nigga like what you know but I sat there and I was being judgmental and then I remembered how many times bitch was I bamboozled was I sitting in a situation I listen let me tell you something my first fiance was like the goat you know and we cool now like I haven't seen him in probably fucking what 10 years whatever he's in prison but that's the motherfucker that tried to kill me but that motherfucker was the greatest of all time um, he actually later on, from what I found out, did become a pimp. He actually had actual prostitutes that he fucking trained. He compartmentalized women. He was a fucking Capricorn. And he basically put me over here in this pedestal and was like, this is my wife. This is because it was my fiance, right? But I remember catching him talking to a girl. And I talk about that in the book. And I remember him bringing the girl to our house. And he was like, since y'all bitches want to talk on the phone, here y'all go. I figured y'all should meet. He basically took the power of us 
you know, being upset about him being with both of us. And if I'm lying, I'm flying. This man came in our African-American home on Grand Island and said, I love Denise and I like her. Okay. And, and she's a beautiful girl. She literally looks like me almost to the T. Long, black, straight hair at the time. We both looked, you know, black and Asian, even though we weren't. That was the Indian in our family. And we're just sitting there, like, horrified, you know, because at the time he wasn't violent. And he's just like, Denise, she works for me because she does things that you cannot do. And if you can't accept that, then you need to go in the closet, give me all them furs, all that jewelry. Let's take all – I had ridiculous, oversized, Italian, fucking Baroque um, – Baroque era bedroom set, fucking living room set. It was ridiculous. Every time the nigga didn't come home, I'm at the fucking furniture store getting something else. Because that's that's what I learned, right? I'm, you know, 19, 20 years old, 21 at the time. Um, And at that point, I can see where I could have been in a cult because I'm 19, 20 years old, and I don't realize I don't got to talk to this motherfucker, but he paid for my college. I'll love it. You know, he put money in my pocket for me to be able to help my mom pay off her mortgage. I'm 20 years old, you know, and he's not that much older than me. He's at, I think he's like 25 at the time. Um, so what do you do? You know, so we had the now, I mean, I almost, you know, assaulted her and she ended up having to run outside in the cold and he left her. I don't even know how she got back to Buffalo, but at the end of the, and then he's laughing at me. And I talk about that in the book. And after that, I just kind of lost my mind. So I can understand how it would be easy for somebody younger or somebody that maybe had not been around a pimp or been with somebody that was like that. So pimps compartmentalize women. Not all pimps just look at every woman as a lick, right? So that's what these cult leaders do. They get into the situation. They make you love them. And I don't think he would have never pimped me. He would have never, like, he would have never put me on there. First of all, that wouldn't have happened. Like, on some old get out on the ab, because, bitch, never. That's not my purpose. I was the smart bitch. I was always, in any motherfucker's empire, I'm always the smart bitch that goes to school, that, you know, runs the banking systems, that makes sure that, you know, that does the accounting, that makes sure that we're okay. I'm the reason that the lights are on in this place. I'm the reason that, you know what I'm saying, and all I do is just continue my education to make you proud or to make us more money. That was always my job. There are women that they're just, and it's weird because in the Nexium cult and in any cult, you'll see those tears as well. Then there comes the physical abuse. When motherfuckers want to leave, they start brainwashing you into what are you going to do? And then when you really think about it, somebody just paid, I don't know, $88,000 for your college education. Who's going to go do that? Nobody. So you stay, you know, um, and so I get it. But towards the end of the Nexium situation, the India thing got on my nerves because she started acting like so two things she did that let me know that let me know that she knew exactly what she was doing was when she still referred to the people that she was dealing with as slaves. If you really felt remorse for what so that's like going to court saying, I'm sorry I called those black people niggers, but the niggers did this, this, and that. So you wouldn't still refer to them as that if you did not see them as that. And if it were not for the fact that, first of all, and let me also tell you what happens, and, and my, my ex can attest to this. The young girl was the one, in addition to the, you know, my people that I know, um, the young girl was the one that brought the entire organization down because you know why? She found out towards the end that she was being played because she was young. She was gullible, okay, because men love gullible, right? You know, weak men love gullible. Strong men love smart. Strong men, when I have a conversation with you, strong men are not into the molding of women. You better be who you were when you were when you got here. So, like I said, when I met a guy recently, um, and we talked about that, so even though he doesn't really believe in God, he definitely was a God, um, we talked about that. Like, he's not in the business of, you know, having someone that's malleable. He's like, no, you have to already be who the fuck you was when you got here or else this isn't going to work because I'm already who I am. And so the young girl was actually the one that cooperated with the police. And in my ex's case, it was the same exact thing. Um, the one that you thought that you manipulated the most was manipulated by the police. You, didn't, you, you guys always forget that part. 
<laughs> old bitch or a seasoned bitch or a mature bitch would have known what to say and what not to say to the feds or to somebody like that because if she was truly felt like she was being taken care of and cared for, what you guys do is you keep things from the young bitch, you keep things from the one that is gullible and, and that you're manipulating, but then when they find out, oh, my God, that, that's, a, that's a wall that comes crashing down because they worshipped you. So now what you've done is you've placed fear in it, they worshipped you, but now when people start showing them the facts, this man wasn't a concert pianist. This man doesn't know anything about Mozart or Mendelssohn. This man was not, does not have three master's degrees. This man does not have this, and it's hardcore facts. The entire thing that you did with the young girl or the manipulation now is broken down. So now they're embarrassed, right? Oh, God. I remember being young and being embarrassed. I'll tear everything up. I'll, I'll fucking tear up your grandmother's house. I don't care. Okay, now I'm young and embarrassed. You made me look stupid. And that's what happened with this India Oxenberg girl. Now, towards the end, like I said, she knew what she was doing, but I will give her this. She got into the cult when she was 19. How many of us when we were 19 years old? I'm not. And listen, there's some of y'all old bitches. Let me tell you something. When I watched what was this shit that we was laughing about, ashtray bitch, um, the Tyler Perry shit, we was laughing at the dude's wig, Amazing Grace or Grace something. That lady was with the same fucking man for like 30 years, 40 years, right? They get a divorce. Think about it. She's 19 years old in her fucking mind. She ain't been ran through. She ain't been out on the ave enough. She ain't dated no savvy artiste or business person or whatever, whatever. So you also have to look at the fact that if some of y'all grandmas, okay, would have got put back out on the block, we laughing at that movie, The Amazing Grace or whatever it was called. Shit, that could have been your fucking nana. That could have been your nana because she don't know no better. She ain't had no dick like that. She ain't had no attention paid to her like that because that's all the young and the old care about is attention. See, me, I'm in the middle ground. I give a fuck about money. I give a fuck about asset. I give a fuck about respect. Okay, I don't know fuck what you do outside these walls. Don't bring the shit here. And you ain't coming here anyway. But not just that. My time with somebody, especially a man, is my time with that person. The manipulation cannot happen unless I allow it to happen, in which case, if you ever, ever even thought past the age of, I think, like maybe 25 that you were manipulating me, you were the one that actually was getting manipulated. It is my I have a job to do, and that is to be a woman. And so I encompass everything with that. And being a woman is a powerful thing to do, Okay. So when I see the, I just, you know, it, it, listen, I was sitting here yesterday giving a reading to a woman whose energy was so low that I couldn't even burn anything in this studio. It kept going out. Her energy was that low. It was that low. And it hurts me to see that and to see that she was getting ready to be manipulated. And she's in her 30s with children um, by her husband. That hurts me. I'm here to tell you, you don't have to do that. Um, you know, especially being a human rights commissioner. I see landlords manipulate people all the time. It's bullying, right? So when we sit here and we judge people, because let me tell you something, the minute, the second, the hour that you say, oh, I can never be in no shit like that. Nobody could never rob me of all them thousands of dollars. That's the exact minute something like that is going to happen to you. That's the exact minute something like that's going to happen to you. Because listen, you you look, yeah, you think that men are having all the fun? No. I like a young man, too. I was in a relationship with a younger dude. And that was the most tumultuous, chaotic shit that I've ever done. And it was it was abusive to myself. You know, and I did this shit because I was lonely. I did this shit because I liked the attention. I did this shit because my self-esteem demanded it. You know, the motherfucker that I was with prior was constantly, like, just on some raggedy shit. And so you meet somebody that's on the same wavelength as you financially, and y'all y'all in and out of stores, and y'all in and out of town. Like, it's great until you have to sit down and look at the core of the relationship and understand this is never going to work. And now you can't let each other go because you have this great, amazing sex because he's young. He's got something to prove to you. Yes, ladies, the young ones always got something to prove. They have no problem eating a foot, (laughs) eating anything that has to do with you because they worship 
you. They think that you have something to teach them, which you do. Um, But listen, I don't go that young. You know, if I can't bring you in public and motherfuckers be like, oh, is that your son? I don't ever want to fucking hear that. You know, and so a lot of you men need to learn the same. Like, yeah, you know, they might be plowing you up like at the humble end type like, oh, yo, that's what's up. But really behind their back, they thinking about their nieces. They thinking about their daughters. Like, damn, that mean this nigga fuck my daughter? Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to watch that because people will smile up in your face but really be calling you a pedo behind your back. So with that being said, y'all, I had an excellent week. I have been busy, 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 like, to the point where, like, I'm grown, y'all. I wake up in the morning, and now I have to look at my schedule, right? So this is always an awesome thing to be able to work. It's always an honor. It's always a pleasure. Um, I know a lot of y'all are going to tune into this live on Monday where we start talking about um, <clears throat> we start talking about abundance, <coughs> what it is, what it ain't. Contrary to popular belief, abundance is not always um, about finances. It's about, do you have some fucking energy? You know, do you, um, you know, are you able to give back to anybody? Your gift may not be financial. It may be that you were supposed to, you know, donate some resources or some time. I'm doing this uh, <clears throat> yoga retreat thing this weekend because I'm getting geared up for Black Friday because that's what I do. You know, mentally I have to be available for that. And in addition to that, I have, I'm still a mom. So with everything that I do, it's like, when do I get a fucking break? And then it's just kind of like the universe is like, bitch, you don't. Until the work is done, you don't get a break. So, you know, that's why like a lot of y'all are always like, you know, but you're in these, you know, you're in a relationship. I'm really not. Um, I was in a, a, a situation, but I was definitely not in a relationship. I was in a dictatorship. I mean, at least he tried. Um, and now I'm not, you know, so I told you I'm single until I'm fucking married. And that goes without saying, like I said, you know, when you're going out of your way to do things for people, you are actually, in essence, worshiping them. When you are bringing them gifts and when you're doing things like, please, please, please love me, pay attention to me, look at how good I am. This is all part of cult-like behavior. So don't ever say, <clears throat> you can sit there and say you never begged a nigga to stay with you. <clears throat> You could sit there and say that you never begged a woman to be with you. But if you are tolerating certain shit and behaviors that they're doing, whether they're being mean to you, calling you a blockhead-ass nigga, you know, you dumb motherfucker, you retarded ass, that's all <clears throat> abuse. If you are allowing that, you are allowing yourself to be manipulated. And then 20 minutes later, y'all cool? What in the fucking bipolar romance is that? That's not healthy. That is not what I'm interested in. And if we can't come together and have mutual respect for each other's time. That's, that's a big thing for me right now is the wasting time. My shelf got built. You know, I still have fucking paint on the wall from when Unc didn't, you know, come back since May <clears throat> to do something that he promised he would do. So it's just kind of like if your word is not bond, how can we be in business? I can't do business with people like that. And I n am not in accustomed to somebody telling me they're going to do something <clears throat> and then they don't do it. I've, I've really not seen that. Most of the guys that I deal with are pretty stand up. Um, if they tell me, hey, I'm coming to bring you this, this is what I'm going to do. Hey, this is for your business. Don't even worry about it. This is my contribution because I believe in everything you do. I really appreciate that. But like I said, for the record, there was some chatter in the streets about, you know, somebody buying me a building. Unc did not buy that building. I bought it. In fact, I haven't even talked to him. He doesn't even know that there was even a building or land on the horizon because he's busy doing what he does in his life, which is nothing to do with me because, again, you know, it's not what y'all thought. It's not what I thought <laughs> it was. So, again, make sure that you aren't judging people too much for the relationships they're in because you never know what kind of relationship you're in. It is so easy to sit in a raggedy built house and talk about other people in their home and you not realizing your nigga don't come home at night because of, of a 19-year-old, because of a 22-year-old, okay? Don't judge, okay? Don't sit up here and call these little girls out their name and you ain't offered to try to coach them. If I call a little girl a hoe, it's because I already have personal in-depth conversations with this bitch on her pussy management and telling her that this shit was off, 
okay, which I'm not into prostitution, but I'm into fucking fair exchange. And if this motherfucker just running through you like this and then now, you know, he can't help you and you're homeless, I, I think you picked the wrong person to fuck with. I will say this. I have never slept with somebody or been with somebody that was a bad idea or that was a wrong choice. It's just the shit ran its course. I, I'm not in the business of begging niggas. You know, past one or two times me telling you, like, hey, this is hurting me, this is uncomfortable. Other than that, if you continue to stay in those types of relationships, that is a fucking cult. It is a cult. It is cult-like behavior. It is manipulation. It has to do with money. There's financially abusive niggas. That is still cult-like behavior. I know girls that they man will act stupid for 30 days, and then the man come and throw 30000 at them. What they going to do? Okay, what they going to do? They're going to take it. I'm not so sure I would do that. I mean, I'm not so sure I wouldn't, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know what the fuck you did. Queen Elizabeth sent her man off for five fucking months. She said, you lost yourself, so now go get lost. And during that five months, he fucked everybody at every port at every shore. Elizabeth, being the gangster she is on the crown, went and was like, look, what do we need to do? Because divorce is not an option at this time because I'm the fucking queen. This motherfucker said, I don't want to be a duke no more. I want to be a prince. I want to have rank. He said, because my son has a higher rank than me. So you see, y'all are negotiating in terms of finances. The prince came and said, I'm negotiating in terms of rank. And so when y'all ask me, like, why don't you fuck with married men? You may as well, shit like that. I don't fuck with married men because I don't have any rights. If I'm the person that's making you happy and, and we are chill and everything is lavish and everything is lush and you die tomorrow because it happens, okay? We lost a lot of people just in the last seven days. Um, <clears throat> I lost my dad at 40-something years old. He was 40-something years old, 44 years old. Um, I have no right. I can't come to your funeral and cut up. I can't, you know, do anything. So unless somebody was going to come up with some type of divisive plan to take care of me in your death, okay, because you obviously had to be doing something for me while I was here, lump sum payment, something, you know, buy me a building, do something. You're going to have to do something. I'm not going to be in a relationship with somebody that when they die, all I have is fucking dick and memories. That's not fair to me. You know, so it's really not because of God that I don't engage in married man, married woman relationships. It's because you have nothing to offer me now. What what do you have to offer me? I can't take your last name. I'm not going to bury your children. So in a marriage, what would you have to offer me? What would that contract look like? I, I don't think that anybody would be able to settle on something like that with me. It just, it, it wouldn't, I, I don't even know what to say. You know, unless we talk in life insurance policies where I'm going to, you know, something like it, it just, it wouldn't make sense. So I can see, you know, when you are in relationships like that, that is a fucking cult. You fucking with a married man, you know, he go home to his bitch every day, but he's paying you and y'all are, and, and not like in some prostitute type way, but just paying you like, you know, to, to keep you happy, right? This is all cult behavior. You are allowing this man to have all that power when really it is you that has the power to say, you know what, I'm changing my phone number. I'm walking away. I'm going to move out of this building. I'm going to move somewhere else. I'm going to leave that job and go work somewhere else, and he'll never find me. And that's just sometimes what you have to do. But, guys, I'm going to leave you with one of my favorites by my boy Drake. And I'm trying to think if this is Roxanne Chante in the song. Y'all let me know. Sitting sideways, way that you looking all the time. Time gets you ticking, then it takes a toll. Told you I couldn't really draw the line. Line ringing, saying that you told him things, things that you could have kept inside. Sidetracking me when I was good to you. You were somebody I would stand behind. I know you like to drink to the sun up, grind till you come up, work all winter, shine all summer. For your brother, you die for your mother. Keep that shit a hunter. I know you wanna vacate to a place where you could take pictures, post on Insta. Your friends say they miss you, but they don't really miss you. Rule number one to be a boy ass bitch. Uh-huh. Never let a clown nigga try to play you. Okay. If he play you, then rule number two. Okay. Fucking best friends in 
I'm just in a cussed inside a waste. Way that you looking all the time. Time in it left you with a broken heart. Hardly excuses how you play with mine. Mind in my business and you show up. Up to no good, I should have seen the signs. Signing me up to do your dirty work. Working to try and get you off my mind. I know you like to drink to the sun up. Grind till you come up. Work all winter. Shine all summer. Ride for your brother. Die for your mother. Keep that shit a hunter. I know you wanna vacate to a place where you could take pictures. Post on Insta. Your friends say they miss you, but they don't really miss you. What the fuck is this Chanel nigga? Hush him down? What the fuck? I ain't Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 